everybody welcome back to the show this is reservations and i'm jeremy blair and i'm rain whalen and if you're watching on youtube we're in a different spot where am i playing yes uh we we we've been kind of sort of half joking about maybe moving the podcast here and so this isn't really a trial run as it's more of a we need to get back into it and i'm sort of busy today so i'm gonna come to you yeah, 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 yeah. We need to get back. We need to jump back in uh, after the holiday. Yeah, we hope everyone had a, had a good holiday. Did you have a good holiday? It was good. It was good. A lot of traveling, but you know, it was good. It was oh, good. It was fun. I, I agree. Um, I had I had three Thanksgivings I had to go to. Uh, I got to be by one. I had four. So, why did you have four? So check this out. So we had my mom on okay. Tuesday. Okay, we had Cracker Barrel. So good. I had pancakes. <laughs> okay. And then we drove to East Texas, and uh, they have two. So they have mom's side and dad's side over at, at Haley's. Oh. And so um, with your mom's side first and then her dad's side. And then we drove to Lubbock and had dinner with dad. Yeah, we uh, yeah. So we did we, we did mom's first because that was sooner. It was going to be at noon. Yeah. So we did mom's first and we left and went to my dad's. Then we went to Ashley's family and then... Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just just a little stressful. Yeah, we we think next year, uh, when it comes to my family at least, we're just gonna pick one, uh, because doing two Thanksgivings is is easy, but three is a little harder. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, I completely agree with you. So we're like, yeah, we think uh, next year only two. Yeah. But, but yeah, we hope uh, we hope everyone had a good holiday and you know, enjoyed enjoyed their their break from us yelling at them about movies. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back, so we're back to do the same. Yeah. Uh, and this time about SLC Punk. SLC Punk, man. Yeah, man. I I forgot how good this movie is. Like I did too. Ashley Ashley showed it to me when we first started dating. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and that was the only time I'd ever watched it. Uh, and so... When I picked it, I was it was kind of an excuse just to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, I forgot how good this movie is. Yeah. Um, which sidebar, I want to kind of retract a statement Uh-oh. from last last week, previous episode, last episode, about how you said that it was the same writer and director for the sequel. Yeah. Um, I get why he wanted to do it. Yeah. Because this movie ends perfectly... With ta- summing up how the the punk scene, it, it was gonna die out. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the point of the second one. Mm. But I don't know, man. He shouldn't have done it, especially because uh, heroin Bob shows up in it, which is weird. Uh, spoilers. Because he dies. He does die. Yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. I don't. And also, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Ugh, then definitely not gonna. See yeah. One hundred percent. No, thank you. Yeah. Not not my thing. Not not my. Uh, not my jam. So, so, Jeremy, where where should we start with this movie? Well, that's a good question. So, I think we can start with let's do overall plot, and then okay. we'll we'll take an hour to praise Matthew Lillard. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then three uh, hour long episode just saying how yeah amazing Matthew. And then Lillard we'll take was. another hour for the soundtrack, and uh, and then that should be okay, <laughs> and then we'll be done. Um, so okay, I like that. I like the structure. I like that uh, Steve-O is, is getting us adapted to the punk scene in 1985 Salt Lake City. Yes. Right? I like that we're taking breaks. He's going, okay, let me explain this, right? Because you may not know, right? Yeah. Like with the beer. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I someone had told me that Salt Lake City, well, someone told me Salt Lake City was a dry county. Mm. Which, to those of you who listen in Lubbock, you know what I'm talking about. Used to be. Used to be a dry county. Uh, 
To anyone who doesn't know, dry county means they are not allowed to sell alcohol within certain parameters. And you have not saying that you can't drink alcohol, but only restaurants and bars can serve it. You can't just go out and buy yeah. a six pack. Um, yeah. So I feel like I want to say Ashley told me she was like, oh, it's because Salt Lake City is a dry county. And I was like, oh, interesting. But we, Which well in in this case it's more of just you they know, don't serve the, the alcohol hot. right the alcohol level is lower lower yeah which is baffling but it makes sense you know um, well I mean it's like here you know after I think 10 p.m. most convenience stores uh, will not sell you alcohol because after 10 p.m. I, I guess it's like a a law maybe that. So you'd have to go. Oh, and, and it's the same with liquor stores. I think liquor stores close at ten. So, yeah. anyway, you got to get your booze before ten. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I, I like that Stevo is stopping the movie essentially and interjecting and, and mm. giving us the lowdown. Which, as we've said in several episodes, uh, direct to camera narration, perfect. That's your jam. That's my jam. That's your jam. Uh, and especially how. They do it in this one. Uh, no one knows that Steve O's doing it. Right. Which I love so much. Yeah, yeah. That everyone, especially during the party. Yeah. No one's paying attention to Steve O. And he's over there talking to us about, like, oh, this is this person, this is this person. And they're having their own conversation. And now, I will say that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to jump ahead and start praising Matthew Lillard a bit because oh, yeah, there, are, there are parts while he's doing that at the party where he'll be like, Oh, and this is Mike. And then someone will pass by him and he will make a face to us about the person that just walked by. Right? Yeah. And it'll be like, I don't know that. Anyway, uh, this, you know, it's that sort of, you know, spontaneous, almost, uh, you know, improvisational type thing that, that I, he plays to perfection. Yeah. Matthew Lillard is SLC punk. Yeah. All right. One million percent. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if anyone doubts Matthew Lillard's capabilities, just watch him as Shaggy. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he is Shaggy. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so let's start with plot. Uh, so as you said, we are. It's 1989 in Salt Lake City, Utah. 85. 85 my bad. Yeah. 1985, Salt Lake City, Utah, and we follow Steve O before Steve O oh of God. Jackass. I wonder if he got his name from this. It's possible. Uh, Steve-O and his best friend, Heroin Bob. Heroin Bob. Are the only, as they put it, real punks in uh, Salt Lake City. In SLC. Yeah. Now, uh, what's interesting about this, this plot of this film is it's really just, you know, a quick year in the life. I guess not yeah. even a full year. I guess they're constantly wearing jackets. It's never hot, so yeah. <laughs> but it, that all might also be Utah. well. Actually, it's uh, it happens over the fall because okay. because he says the moment the heroin Bob went to the hospital, that's when the fall began. That's right, and that's when everything changed. That's right. Um, and I should mention, shout out to my wife because I was talking to her about it because, like I said, she loves this movie. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, would do you believe this movie is considered a coming of age story?" Considering most of our characters are already out of high school. Out of college. Out of college. And she retorted something really cool. She said, I, I wouldn't say it's coming of age. It's coming of reality. Mm. Because they're in that kind of tender spot. Coming out of college. Barely adults. Trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. And I was like. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, trying to maintain their what they believe to be their identities, which is punk. Yeah. Right? And trying to trying to grapple with, well, how do we move forward in our lives still being punk, right? Yeah. How, you know, it, it's very important to them. Right? Yeah. This is their livelihood. Um, and, and we'll probably get into it later about how the, the punk scene sort of died out in a way. I mean, it was sort of... It was more so reinvented, but, yeah. but anyway, uh, so, so, okay. So back to the plot. So Heron, Bob and Steve-O. Heron, Bob cuts his hand. That's probably where we really start because, yeah. uh, because I, I caught it more this go around of the, 
the very long flashbacks that take up a lot of time and then we're back in the hospital mm-hmm. and then they're waiting on uh, to see heroin bob yeah right and so i'm like oh that was a flashback and now we're 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 back in the we're, present we're back in the what present right um which is fascinating right and i oh, yeah. and i love that they're not afraid to you know i guess unintentionally confuse you by it being so long right these yeah. flashbacks um because then it also happens at the parties mm-hmm. right the those when he's talking about uh mark yeah um but really talking the longest one is talking about um the german gentleman um, mark that's not mark mark yeah. is um that, oh, that, you're right because that's jason siegel is mike, mike. <laughs> damn it we should mention jason siegel's in this movie yeah uh who who's playing the youngest character of their friend group uh mike is only 18 uh and i, I offered up this theory to ashley because you know he goes to uh he goes to environmental uh i was like well, so what law. if he moved out of salt lake city and became marshall erickson and how i met your mother yeah the timeline doesn't track because it's 1985 in the movie and it's 2005 yeah. in How I Met Your Mother. And they're barely 26, I think. Anyway. But Ash was like, wouldn't that be fucking funny? It would be great. I, I mean, it's it's funny that, you know, just coincidentally that he he's played two characters that care about the environmental environment. law. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but you're right. Marx is the longest, I think. Yeah. In, in terms of those flashbacks, because... Uh, fans of Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is his character's name? His like Stieglitz. cool name? Uh, oh, Hugo Stieglitz. Yeah. Um, and and so his is yeah his is long. Uh, or if anyone hasn't seen Inglorious Bastards, how dare you? Uh, the one person who saw the Far Cry movie, he's in that. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations to you who knew uh, him from Far Cry. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think Marx is the longest because not only is Steve-O explaining to, explaining to us what kind of person is Mark, but then we go into the memory yeah. and Steve-O has stopped narration. It's very reminiscent of the, it's near the end of Boogie Nights. Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? Not really. Oh. I just know uh, Marky Wahlberg yeah. slangs that thing out. Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg is there with Tom Jane. And they go to Alfred Molina's house. Oh, my God. And it's very chaotic. There's a, a shirtless guy in the background setting off firecrackers. Uh, they're waiting on their drugs is what they're doing. Oh. And they're being very patient. And they're trying. It's very reminiscent of that because they don't want to set anybody off. They just want everybody to be calm. They just want to get their drugs and get the fuck out. They just want to get out. their drugs and get the fuck out, which is what Steve and Bob are trying to do. But uh, as he explains, Mark's, Mark loves company. Mark Love's company. Mark Love's showing off all of his stuff. Um, and it is very funny. Him, like, talking about the the settings on the shower head and the uh, and laser the disc. Laser disc. My favorite is the bed. Like, it's oh, it's a yeah. water bed. But unlike a normal one, it doesn't make waves. And Sivo's like, so then why don't you just get a regular mattress that doesn't do that? And he's like. Because this one doesn't make waves. And, he, and, he, and he's smoothing out the the the, the sheets. Because this one doesn't make waves. Doesn't make and Steve-O was just like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there were moments in the film where I just laughed out loud. Yeah, I, um, I really forgot how funny the movie was, too. Yeah, I did, too. So <clears throat> I... Haley was still awake at this point, And uh, I was like, wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it. And it's when he's meeting with his parents... Right. And so we get this, you know, we're, we're just focused on the parents, right? It's Christopher McDonald and this other woman. Shout out to our recommend for a dream episode. Yes. And of course, shout out to anything Christopher McDonald does. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Shooter, Shooter McGavin. Um, and so we're just, we're, we're fixated on them and then we'll be cut to Steve. Holy shit. It makes me laugh every time. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. You're not going to believe it. I never caught it the first time I saw it, but I caught it this time. Uh, you could kind of see the bald cap. Oh, the bald cap is bad, yeah. But but it's still funny. Uh, and his little like mannerisms to him, the non-verbal oh, stuff yeah, the, he's doing. Or yeah. the you know like you know we we ended the goddamn war in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too funny, bro. And again, Matthew Lillard is so goddamn charming. Yeah, he is just look. He's the coolest man, Matthew. I love you. 
I forgive you for in the name of the king. Uh, no one ever goes see that movie because Matthew tries so hard, but that movie's terrible. It's like, oh, and I even forgot to mention in the beginning, Haley and I have been watching the Twilight movies. Um, and Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 is tonight. Oh, jeez. Oh, you're going you're gonna to double fist both of yeah, them? Yeah, we're going to double fist both. God. And so with Matthew, it's funny you say that because Matthew Lillard in the name, I haven't seen the name. Of the it's thing, atrocious. Is like Michael Waste Sheen, of my time. It's like Michael Sheen. In, in Twilight because he is so good. Oh, and it's like Robbie Pattinson. And he's trying his level best, man. You know, that's what this is. Anyway. And Dakota Fanning. Mm, she's not doing great. Have you not so watched The Alienist? See, I can do this now. I can I can get across to you. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Maybe not, in, maybe not doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, so but I... Anyway, it, be right. I point mean, Matthew being, Lillard... Matthew Lillard is awesome. Elevates as, everything. Especially in this one. Uh... He his his physical comedy, like what you're saying with the nonverbal stuff, is just as hysterical as when he actually opens his mouth uh, and goes into this huge rant about how, you know, like, Dad, you so arrogantly saved the world for me. And it just and I think what helps is his giant blue mohawk is just. Yeah, if I can uh, future rain, if you can find a gif of that scene. Put it up in front of us so people can see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have the thing. Um, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't have it superimposed here. I don't... No. Okay, I, good. Uh, unless it, he covers bad. up the Clockwork Orange one. Maybe. If we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So... All right. All right. So back to the... We've been kind of going everywhere. I know. It's because... But I, it, because it's because the movie's so good. And the movie itself is kind of It does go back and forth a lot. Right. So... There is the the scene we might not need to do the plot. We'll just go scene by scene. Be- Probably. So there's a few times where Haley, you know, was either paying finally paying attention or you know half asleep and going, and she goes, "What the fuck is going on?" I go, "They're on acid." <laughs> oh yeah, with the uh, yeah, with- so especially with the the first guy, the green uh, green liberty Sean. guy, yeah. Sean. Yeah. When uh, he is tweaked out you know that's in the in his house it's why it's like a nightmare right yeah a, a nightmare sequence uh, when he's in his house and he's talking about how someone killed his mom and the death of satan killed his satan mom killed and turned her and turned her into a bull right um wild and i love the editing style of that um how it's just so chaotic and it's really putting you you know into what it feels like mm-hmm. right um it's very similar to mirror where, you know, instead, but of course it's a different editing style, but yeah. it's using the, the fog of the, the glass, right. Yeah. Of the cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's putting you in, in this, in this right frame of mind and in the, in the, the emotion and how it feels for the character through editing right yeah and through um through visual yeah we yeah we feel sean's certainty that hey that is not my mom that is the the devil killed my mom and turned her into a bull he's terrified his paranoia is rampant right um and of course poor sean yeah we'll get to sean yeah Uh, maybe who cares um here you know what we catch up with sean later on uh he's a beggar i guess he the acid finally worked its way out of his system but he's still sort of fucked up. Um, and Super, now that was another point where I laughed out loud is when he stands in front of that woman at the, oh, and, goes, and goes, Hey, <laughs> you know, just like that. Well, if I knew how to sell clothes, I wouldn't be here. Now, would I? Oh my God. Well, it was just the, Hey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love who talks. Like that. I love that. He's going in for a job with a shirt that says, fuck you. Yes, on it. That also made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Again, I also forgot how funny this movie is. Um, all right. So, um, let's do a little bit of, let, let's, I want to continue talking about Matthew Lillard's sort of fourth wall breaks. Okay. My favorite one is at the mall. Uh, yeah. The best one where he's talking about. Really mm-hmm. just talking about the difference between him and a poser. Right. Yeah. And what it truly means to be punk and what. And truly means to be an anarchist. And what it means to be a poser. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and I like that there is a little bit of interaction where he, like, grabs the guy's sleeve, mm-hmm. right, with the uh, UK uh, the flag. jack on it, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. And I just let him go. 
you know, it's it's that level of intensity and his passion, right, mm-hmm. is truly what makes Matthew Lillard so great. And what really sells this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he, because multiple times throughout the movie, but especially here, he is stressing to the audience why punk is so important, why, at least to him, and why being an anarchist is so important. Because he goes into this huge tirade about the, you know, the Sex Pistols, anarchy in the UK. Uh, shout out to the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um, and but he, the point he makes is like, yeah, they can get away with saying that in Britain. But what does that do for us here in America? That does nothing here. Yeah. And that's when we get the, the like, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, and I just love his rant and it cuts really quickly. And he. Yeah. It's so good, man. Like he. Yeah. And he's so passionate. Um, and it really. They really tune in to. The really the punk scene. Mm hmm at that time and it's yeah i mean it's so very good. it's very anti-ronald reagan yeah and uh, i love that they have a tv in their apartment bob and steve's apartment but they just have a picture of ronald reagan taped to it yeah like and they're just like staring at staring it. yeah <laughs> because uh we should mention that's their form of rebellion they graduated college uh somehow they graduated well in steve-o's case with like a 4.0. Yeah. Which as he brings up later on, I don't know why I tried. Yeah. Um, even though he lies to his dad and says, I cheated dad. Yeah. But then he tells us, well, no, I, I did try. I don't know why I tried. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he and Bob, or at least Steve-O, they got out of college and they decided with all this knowledge that they learned for the last four years, they're just going to waste it by doing nothing absolutely nothing which is odd because yeah. it's it's odd in the fact that maybe steve-o's getting money from his parents maybe because you know because uh, yeah they have an apartment yeah they have and uh, the lights work you know a pre- i mean the only thing that doesn't work in their apartment is apparently i guess they have no central heating oh yeah because they're freezing because they're always cold um but uh yeah i th- well I, I i do think it is uh, you know that I didn't think about that because I, I was thinking that last night. I was like, and it could be we're not supposed to think about it, but that's but yeah. but it makes sense because, you know, his dad picks him up, takes him out for lunch. Yeah. Um, By the way, let's take a moment. I really like this this portrayal of a, a son and his parents relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, it's very it's also reminiscent of family ties. I don't know if you've ever seen family ties. I mean, I uh, haven't like sat and watched with baby Michael J. Fox. Uh, yeah, dude. Shout out to Alex P. Keaton. And so, that's right. <laughs> so in that show, it's a little different. So in that show, the parents are hippies. Right? And, and he's a Reaganite. And he's a Reaganite. Yeah. In this case, they're kind of both in their own way anarchists, right? And they're, they're both pushing the status quo by, mm-hmm. you know, his, his parents were hippies, right? His parents were sort of, you know, they're very liberal, right? Yeah. And he, with his new punk ideologies his new it's almost like new hippies right these yeah. uh these these anarchists the, the punks and they they do see eye to eye right there are things that you know he's like you know what man like i get it you're gonna be a great lawyer <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but you gotta find a way sorry to to push the envelope a different way right yeah they don't mind that he's trying to to disrupt. It's just the way he's disrupting. But I do also love that they're like, I don't care your hair's blue. I don't care what jacket you're wearing. I don't care. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's cool. By the way, his hair wasn't supposed to be blue. Yeah, I read <laughs> that it was supposed to be bleach white, but the uh, the bleach that they used... Fucked him up. Yeah, messed up Matthew Lillard's head, so they had to dye his hair blue to um, hide that. Because I think it made his scalp red. Yeah, uh, so. and you could see through the through the white, yeah. and so they uh, put blue. And that's why, if you notice, in certain times it's bluer than it's supposed to be because mm-hmm. they, I guess, they had just re-dyed it. Uh, but it's, but anyway, so about the parents, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, and so when when they have in in a in a lesser movie, 
um, this argument, that's in quotes, the, this argument that they have in the Porsche would have resulted in a big fight. Oh, yeah, like when he <laughs> tells his dad that he bought a Nazi product. Yeah, right? Like, Volkswagen, for the people. Who started that? Hitler. And his dad just kind of laughs it off. Like, right, and they're like, let's go to lunch. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's very sweet. And I and I like the uh, the shot of them at lunch, and they're just having a good time. They're, they're laughing. They're, you know. Which is funny. I don't know if you caught what they're eating. Uh, his dad's eating like a steak, and he's eating a hot dog with chips at this probably very fancy restaurant. I did not catch that. Yeah, I would, I would just happen. I just looked over. I was like, he's just eating a hot And it's a plain hot dog. Yeah. Just bun and, bun and wiener. That's it. With chips. With chips. Bag at, of chips that he's... At a very fancy restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Which, I guess, is, you know, further to point that he's disrupting, you know. Right. Um, okay. I want to talk about Heroin Bob a little bit. Yeah, so, man. Heroin Bob has a lot of problems. Heroin Bob does have a lot of problems. None of them are drugs. No. Uh, and, her- I, and I like that. I like that they are portraying you can still be punk. And you don't have to do drugs. And you don't have to do drugs to be punk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, he drinks and he smokes cigarettes, but that's it. He, and it's sort of when we when we get to Mike, you know, you don't even have to dress a certain way to be punk either. Yeah. Uh, right? Jason Siegel's character Mike uh, dresses like uh, Mandark from Dexter's Lab. He even does. has his hair parted. He does. Yeah. But uh, as Steve-O says uh, during the party, uh, how hardcore he is. By intentionally pushing someone into Mike, and Mike slams his head into the wall like it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike's the best. Mike is the best. But I like that, you know, this film is portraying punk in a way you wouldn't normally see, I think. Like, for a more recent example, if anyone's ever seen Green Room. Oh, fuck. Um, um, that's more what you would think of stereotypical punk, right? These yeah. kids. Uh, I guess with exception... Of like Anton Yelchin, holy shit! R.I.P. Oh man, that that's a hard. It still is hard to watch I, that movie. I know. I really miss Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I he think was it, every time I see him in anything, I'm just like, come on, you know. Did you ever see Odd Thomas? Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Okay. I've been I've been debating on watching. It's that. it's so much fun. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, <laughs> that would be more traditional punk, uh, um, or you know, stereotypical punk. Yeah. Um, and of course, what I like in green room is SLC punk sort of lays the seed uh, for mainstream audiences that punks hate Nazis. Right. Yeah. And of course that, you know, is doubled down on and green room. Go see green room, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Sumter, to, Mac and Blair. Shout out to a 24 making yeah. all the best movies. Yeah. And of course the, the uh, director and the writer share my name because it's Jeremy Sumter and it's Mac and Blair. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and their movies are incredible, by the way. Uh, Blue Ruin um, and Green Room. Go see those. Um, anyway. but, yeah, when I love that he segues to talk about how they beat the shit out of some Nazi punks. Because then SLC... And I, and I love that he always refers to them as a tribe. Yeah. That there's different tribes of punk. Um, and the Nazi punk tribe, they fucking hate. Well, of course. Uh, I mean... Rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but I love that we they just watch them all, like Mike, Steve-O, Bob, Sandy. They all just beat the shit out yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, Which is awesome. Great punk song, by the way, Nazi punks. Um, we'll, we'll figure a way to get it to you. Um, so, okay. Heroin Bob. Heroin Bob. Heroin Bob is a fascinating character because he is... We find out later that he sparked Steve-O's interest in punk, right? Yeah. But he's also almost fading away from it. Yeah. In a way, right? I think it might also be that Steve-O is just terrified that he's going to leave. Or terrified that he is going to essentially grow up, right? In a way. Mm. Because he is falling in love with... Trish. Thank you. Um... That actress is great, and I knew her name until just now. Uh, she was in Housing a Hill House. And in Midnight Mass. Which I still need to watch. Um, she's great. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Future Rain, help us out. Did you do that last time, by the way? Did you add, did you did you Future Rain things in there? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it was only like a handful of things, but I actually remembered to do. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, he should say he he remembered. He, to do it. he remembered to do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they're falling in love essentially, right? And, yeah. Um, Which it's almost sort of implied by Matthew Lillard that punks don't fall in love. Yeah, I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't think it is. It, it is, and I think again, he's just afraid that heroin Bob is going to be taken away from him, right? Yeah. And in this case, by a relationship. Yeah. Uh, to where, you know, like even Matthew Lillard's, Matthew, sorry, Steve-O's relationship with Sandy, Sandy, uh, is sort of, you know, as he says, you know, they had, that, they have an agreement, they have that agreement, right? So he's not even, he was emotionally closer than he thought. Yeah. What? But, but, you know, on the, on the surface level, he was trying to just keep an arm's length. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get tied down to anybody. I, I'm, you know, I'm in it for the cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the long haul. Yeah. And, 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 and clearly Sandy was in it more than he was. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So heroin Bob. Um, I was in- so glad that Haley wasn't in the room yet when they took off the bandage. Because I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, she'll pass out. <laughs> don't come in here yet. Well, uh, and it doesn't. I mean, I don't know if that's how badly infected it would have been, but yeah, I don't think, yeah. Well, and also, I don't think that's how it would have looked anyway, but... It would have looked probably more... I don't know. Yeah, it's almost cartoonish gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and he almost died. Um, And then had to quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, so... So, Heroin Bob kind of kicks the movie off, really. Yeah. As you were saying at the beginning, you know, with punching the mirror... Cutting his hand, and then having to go to the hospital because his hand's infected. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and this, you know, leads Matthew Lillard. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Well, it's Steve-O. <laughs> I just love Matthew Lillard. Uh, uh, it leads Steve-O to explain to us who everybody is and what's going on. Yeah, and so Bob, Bob obviously uh, is Steve-O's best friend. Um, and as you mentioned, as we learn at the end of the movie. Uh, Bob really got Steve-O into the punk scene. Yeah. Um, which further proves the point that Steve-O makes at the end. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Bob is... I, I think Bob is... Not necessarily... I think he's just weaning off a lot of the anarchist stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he'd rather just be considered, I'm a punk. That's what I am. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't tend to... He sort of stops doing a lot of the things that Steve-O talks about, like what makes them them. Right. Because he's happy with Trish. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we see later on, he tries to sort of necessarily make amends with his dad, but tries to be there for his dad, uh, where we maybe get some indication of why Bob is the way he is. Yeah, and I really like that line that uh, that Steve-O says that, you know, um, now meeting his dad, I have a lot better idea of who my friend is. Yeah. Right? I know who Bob is now. Yeah. More than I ever did because now I've met his dad. Yeah, and, and Bob even says, like, I I don't want to be like my dad. Yeah. Um, which is kind of sad. Uh, yeah, it's a really somber, sad sort of a, a deal. Right. Because you can tell that Bob cares for his dad but you know his dad doesn't know really who anyone is right uh bob's dad is crazy um and and the crazy of like i don't know who you are the cia is watching me how did you know it was my birthday kind of crazy yeah uh when it was his birthday um and i think that's why it hits really hard when we get the uh reveal that bob died because even though I would say Steve-O is the main character, it's a lot like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ferris is the main character. He's talking directly to camera. But the story really is about Cameron. I've never seen it. I'm just kidding. I have a Ferris Bueller tattoo. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> for, I, only for a brief, like very like brief, I was like, no, a don't, nanosecond. You, don't you fucking say. Like, like a I nanosecond. You're like, wait a minute. I will walk out. The episode over. I will walk out. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, there's no way. Like, we've quoted that to each other before. I have a tattoo. So anyway. Um, but yeah, would, so you, would you agree with that? Let's, I would. Let's, let's dive into his death real fast. Because okay. first off, 
why Matthew Lillard hasn't won an Oscar yet. Um, I yeah. don't know because Oscar because it's rigged and it's stupid. Yeah, it's rigged. Yeah, I'll still watch it every year, but that doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, anyway. it's rigged, and then you'll get mad when the movie you really wanted to win doesn't doesn't win. Yeah. Like, ah. Ah. So, first off, Matthew Lillard's acting is impeccable, and it, yeah. it's very you know what it is, and I caught it last night. Um, it is it's not verbatim, but it hits a lot of the same notes as when spoilers for How I Met Your Mother. When Marshall, Marshall's dad dies, Marshall's dad yeah. dies. Uh, he even says the same thing. You know, I'm not ready for this. You know, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, you know, it's that stuff. So, um, so another Jason Siegel connection. Um, but he takes the pills. Yeah. Right. And so that's something that Bob is very. You know, that's one of his character traits. Is he does not take pills. No. He uh, doesn't even take ibuprofen because they uh, stressed in a flashback when they were still in college. Uh, Bob going in his huge rant about chemicals and yeah. you know, that shit stays in your system, man. Um, but you know he was lied to. The girl said, "Oh no, no, they're just vitamins." Right. Um, probably just to get him to take them. You know, I don't think she was doing anything maliciously. No, I think it's sort of like um, I don't know. You know, it, it's it's hard to put yourself in that in that position That's because true. it's like, what was the outcome then? You know, to see someone super fucked up, it's like, what? what how do you even know you're going to see them again that night? You yeah, know I mean? that's true. So it's very odd. So yeah. um, who knows? How they how they present the scene, it looks like she's not trying to do anything malicious. She's yeah. just trying to help. Right. And I guess maybe to say it's vitamins and so like, he could get them to... To her, it helps her out maybe. And maybe. she's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. I take like fucking 10 of these a day. I'm a whore. Here you go. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> But here's, oh my God. but here's the deal is that he he must have been in such a state because he believes her, number one. Yeah. Because, you know, he at the hospital is like, don't fucking stick me with that poison, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, he's not even trusting the doctors, which I get. But it's like you're going to trust some rando bitch. Well, and, and, and I think they really try to show that by his head hurting. Yeah. Or if that's what's causing it. And again, that, you know, it's also after he saw his dad, right? So yeah. he is not in a good place mentally either and emotionally. So I think that I'm just spitballing and I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's just like, you know, whatever, you yeah. know? I mean, that makes sense, you yeah. know, cause he, he, they left that, they left his dad's and Steve-O was real upset. You know, he even apologizes to Steve-O and yeah. she was like, you, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. Like, it's not your fault. And, you know, it, and I think it's, that's probably the first time that they've been like really real with each other. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think he may, he just, I think his, I think he manifested the headache because I mean, we can do that. You can manifest a headache. And I just think he, I, I agree. I think he was in a state and he just, it was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. I'll take him. Yeah. Um, and that's what does him in. As as Steve says, that's what did him in. The the he says the drug I can't think of it, and then the alcohol mixed together, uh, as he puts it, the man who never did any drugs died of an overdose and uh, an overdose. Yeah. And just like um, what's eating Gilbert Grape, um, <laughs> Steve O knew uh, the moment Bob didn't answer. Something was wrong. Yeah, and then of course his eyes were open, and he was he was obviously dead. But well, and um, not saying like I couldn't do this. I'm not trying to criticize anyone, but you could you could still kind of see his Adam's apple moving up and down. Yeah, like <laughs> hey man, I can't stay that still. No, neither can I. I, I don't know how actors can do death scenes because it's it must be so hard to stay still and yeah, breathe but not breathe. Oh, I would just held my breath. Um, but you know, and it's the first time we see Stevo show us any other emotion besides anger and happiness because we've seen him happy and angry but we never see him sad and this you're not really i mean we've seen him sort of somber at like the salt flats right and then there's the the time he was on acid uh with sandy right yeah um bad scene yeah we'll get to that um but you're right you know and he's just devastated yeah and you know 
And again, you said it perfectly. Uh, why he didn't win an Oscar is a travesty, because he's saying, you know, saying things that a normal person would say. You're my only friend. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And of course, one of the most infamous lines is "Only posers die." Yeah. Because he he's so emotional that that's all he can. Because uh, having busted Bob's balls earlier about like, man, you're such a poser, bro. Like, yeah. You're falling in love, man. You're you're yeah. such a poser. Yeah, most of it. But and it's it's heartbreaking because you know it he's, really is. you know, and and then we get his funeral, uh, which only. Trish, Steve-O, and their mod friend is there. Yeah. No one else is there. And uh, Steve-O, yeah. And, and and that's when we learned that Bob's the one who got Steve-O into this from the get-go. And I love this this flashback scene. To probably with the... With Specs, by the way. Uh, from the Sandlot. Um, no, it's not. Is Bob. That's not Bob. That's, no, not, that's, that's not Specs. Cla- that's not Clancy. That's not Clancy? No, dude. That's... Um, who did be? He was in the Kazam with Shaq. That's what that is? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it looks a lot like Specs. So, um, that's what that was? Yeah. All right. Because I had to look it up. I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, it's the kid from Kazam. Not with Sinbad. No. With Shaq. Yeah, it's with Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Ryan. And w- my, my favorite line is, you know, uh, when he puts in that, that record and um, Steve's like, what is it? It's new. Yeah. You know? Because it's clearly probably the 70s. Yeah. Early 70s. Yeah. They would probably be in junior high. Yeah. Early 70s, age. yeah. Yeah. I would say like eighth grade, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, Playing D&D? Yeah. I mean, have we not learned anything from Stranger Things? That's get, that gets all the girls. Obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's what kind of girls? You know what I mean? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so I love that. And, you know, yeah. it's sort of like, you know, it and it plays into where Steve-O ends up because, you know, he remembers, you know, by remembering this line, right, it's new, you know, which means it's, you know, it's disruptive. It, it's, you know, it's different, mm-hmm. right? And it upsets people. Right. Yeah. And that's all punk is. And so by, by remembering that, by remembering, you know, it's sort of like when someone talks about, um, they don't like new jazz. They only like a certain era of jazz, Mm -hmm. not knowing that it evolved from something as well. So it's, you know, by, by thinking of punk as not so much a moment in time, but as a sort of a philosophy to move forward, mm-hmm. I think that's where Steve-O is like. I I think now that I understand that, I I, I can, I can essentially grow up. I, I yeah. can, you know, I can live. I can move forward. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So before we get to the end scene, so you wanted to talk about his acid trip in, in the cemetery with Sandy. First off, the editing is amazing. I I really you know. Um, I forget the uh, writer director's name, but uh, Jonathan. Thanks. I really should have these written down. I don't write. That I thought stuff you down. had. I do. That... I have notes, but I don't write things like that down. <laughs> I don't have things like that down. Um, I'm sure Future Rain will handle it for us. Thank you. So, you know, it really is such a great, such a great scene of, of editing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It captures the paranoia. It captures the, the heightened anxiety. It, yeah. it, it captures his sort of, uh, his, you know, sort of identity crisis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is, uh, yeah, this is right before he tells the camera, uh, after he calls Bob a poser for falling in love where he's explaining to the camera, essentially what depression is. Yeah. Um, because he is having an identity crisis. This is right before that. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's wandering through, or at least in his mind, he's wandering through the cemetery, not knowing where to go, Mm -hmm. um, seeing a river of blood flow through. Yeah. Uh, which such, I love that. It just comes out of nowhere and he's just like, uh, and, but is well enough to have sex with his girlfriend in the cemetery. Yeah. Um, and I want to know. 
I want to know how much they had to pay James Cameron to use a shot from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> Who knows? Because uh, that, that is a shot from Terminator 2, 2 Judgment Day. When Sandy's like, isn't it beautiful? And then the, the bomb drops. Uh, shout out to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The best one. I agree. Uh, James Cameron. Go fuck yourself. Quit doing it for the money. Do it for the art. God, I hate you, James Cameron. I hate you. I, uh, I, t- I accidentally got sort of into, not really a fight, but sort of a disagreement with my aunt. Because uh, they were watching uh, Avatar, which she was like, it's a good movie. I'm like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It is a good movie. He's making four sequels for money, yep. not because he wanted to further. And also, it's going to backfire. Too much time has passed. So. Yep. Who the fuck cares about an almost 15 year old movie? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, you know, and it's it, this really solidifies for Steve-O this 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 sequence um, he really doesn't know who he is. Right. Because um, he, he, leading up to it, he thinks that that's a good idea. You know, because he says, you know, so I did ask it with Sandy at the cemetery or in the park and then they end up going to a cemetery. Right. Um, but then afterwards, he's so, he's depressed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know. And of course, after he catches Sandy with someone else, he realizes, as he says, Fuck anarchy, because he he's already witnessing in his own mind the death of punk. Yeah, but he's trying to hold on to it at and, the same time. And was it at that same party where he's meeting uh, with Chris? Yes, yes. And Chris pretty much shatters his fucking beliefs. Yeah, and then of course he's looking around and he's seeing you know that that woman that. Um, you know, middle-aged Lady Gaga with her glasses, you know, doing that oh, shit. Apparently that's also Chris's sister. Is it really? Because he says... Oh, that's know, right. That's right. Uh, that's my other sister. Because um, Jennifer, who we meet, as he calls her a carnivore, uh, is off her meds and yeah. she's all fucked up. Yeah. But anyway. Which is a shame because he really likes her. You know what I mean? Not in a, not in a romantic way. I think way, as but, a, like a... She's like a sister to me. Right. It's like almost like a, like a companion. Like we understand each other. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, you know, it's that guy who's trying to prove the devil doesn't exist, whatever. <laughs> by uh, summoning him? By summoning him, and it's not going to work, right? Uh, and then you have that, uh, Chris's sister, the other one. And then you have Chris. Yeah. And, and they have a debate over chaos versus order, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And Chris, uh, pretty much shatters Steve-O's world. Yeah, and you know, what I really love about this movie is that anytime someone has a disagreement with someone with with very little um exception thank you <laughs> you were no help on that um, oh, well, i didn't know what I know. word you're looking for i know with very little exception no one's mad they just had they they had a debate mm-hmm. and then it's over yeah. right and so like once they have their argument or whatever this debate you know, they hug it out and they're like, hey, man, I really enjoy these talks. Yeah. Me. You know, even though Steve O's kind of walking away like, like oh, fuck. fuck, you know, shit, I lost. Yeah. And he's right. Um, My favorite outfit, by the way. Oh, it was the one he's wearing at that party? Yes, because it's that red jacket. Yeah. It's so cool. Because he has other ones, the plaid jackets that I really like. Yeah, the, the plaid uh, fucking suit jackets. Yeah. That somehow he has the money for. Yeah, they, they look like thrift shop stuff. You know he I mean? probably just goes to thrift stores. Yeah, of course. And buys them. Um, all right, so I want to talk about yeah. the end. Okay. What happens with Steve-O. Okay. Uh, because when we see him at the funeral, he has buzzed his hair. Yep. Um, which, I guess, proves that he wasn't dying down to the roots. Yeah. Uh, and he has decided, because uh, as, as we've seen throughout the movie, his dad wants him to go to Harvard and become a lawyer, because he did pre-law at University of Utah. Yep. Um, so technically he's ready for law school. Yep. Um, and he pretty much says that, you know, that was it. I was going to go to Harvard. PSA, you can go to law school with any degree. That's true. Go ahead. You don't, have to, do, you don't have to do pre-law. Uh, he, I guess he just did pre Well, because yeah, his yeah. dad makes a good point. Like, then why would you, why did you do pre-law? Yeah. You could have done anything else. Anything else. Um, anyway, and uh, so Steve-O has decided, as you were saying... He, it's time to grow up. Yeah. So he shaved his hair, 
Um, he's going to go to Harvard. He's going to be a lawyer. And he does say, like, you know, I could disrupt the system there while I'm a lawyer. He's yeah, like, but... again, it's that you, you finding out that you can maintain your, your punk ideology, your, your, your punk actions, mm-hmm. and continue to maintain order in your life and in society within reason, right? Yeah. Uh, and I really like that this portion, this end section, is not out loud directly to camera it's it's vo right yeah and he doesn't speak at all um he just quietly sits down on a bench and just sort of i guess is now choosing to be in the moment yeah and uh and i just love the end line like i know you're already thinking thinking it but fuck it i was just a no good poser yeah and it's like yeah you kind of were a little bit, and it's when he meets um, Brandy. Brandy, yes. Brandy, um, who I guess is implied that he later marries. Yeah, and um, and again, she also tears his world. Yeah, down. she does because you know she brings up a good point about the way he dresses, and you know the way he has his hair, and you know she pretty much tells him what he will later find out and what you know, we've been talking about, which is you can do all of this without looking like that. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can be a punk and it's almost the way Mike is punk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which brings me to a point I really wanted to talk about is the, how the punk scene itself didn't really die out, but it, 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 it evolved, you know, uh, because I, I love Steve O's line about like, you know, everyone debates about who started punk. Was it the Brits? Was it us? Yeah, sure, we may have done it louder and faster, but who cares? It's music. Who cares who started it? Yeah. Um, and and punk music as a whole has evolved. You know, uh, look at Green Day. Green Day is the best example I can give. Of uh, like pop punk or like new stuff? Very punk. And then American Idiot was the, the switching point. Yeah to what is now referred to as pop punk yeah uh catchy choruses it's not as fast it's a little bit more toned down yeah um like kale is super into punk by the way yeah uh kale really likes punk music and um i mean it's making a comeback i do an extent um it's the older stuff that i respect more as punk like true punk oh like 100 i mean i'm not gonna go as far as like gg allen like that's crazy shit that's like hardcore punk like that's the crazy shit yeah but i'm talking like black flag is a good example um bad religion um yeah um um oh um was it dead kennedy's yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah uh fucking there's a there's know? some new there, and there's a new punk band coming i'll show you after the episode right. I, I can't think of their name right off the top of my head but i mean punk it, the punk music is sort of coming back around again um these older punk bands of course have had to change their sound because the style of punk has gone away you know the the liberty spikes i mean some people still have it yeah you know shout out to benji madden yeah was it benji no yeah it's benji sure i don't know Uh, good charlotte got it yes okay yeah you're right um i forgot about that guy is he the one married to Cameron Diaz? No, it's the other one. It's his brother. No. No, no, no. he's married to Cameron Diaz. Joel is married to Nicole Richie. Got it. <laughs> so, um, but you're but right. See, that's what happens when punk guys change. They get to marry the hottest girls. That's right. Well, I mean, I mean except for Nicole Richie. I mean, except for Cameron Nicole Diaz. Richie. I mean, yeah, Cameron Diaz. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? It, it evolves. I, I don't think, you know, I've never met Henry Rollins. I wish. Um... But, like, if you were to ask him, like, you know, is this shit even punk? He'd probably be like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Why not? Because it's not about really, it's not about so much the sound and the tradition. It's more about the intention mm-hmm. and the the reasoning behind it. It's, you know, it's it's about lyrics. It's about intention. It's not about the other stuff yeah and that i stuff think fades away. and i think that's this is what a movie does a really good job of saying of you know it doesn't matter about the music it doesn't matter about the look like the look of punk 
it, and what you've been saying too, it's it's how you're doing it. Yeah. Like Steve O can still be a punk and be a lawyer. Yeah. Because he can upset the system in other ways. You know, as he says, like, you know, I can be a litigator and I can piss off judges. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I think the music and the look of the punk scene became synonymous. Mm -hmm. And so people thought if you didn't look this way, well, then you're not punk. Right. Which is wrong. Again, as the movie says, doesn't as Brandy says, it doesn't matter if you look like that. That's right. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen again, this movie does a lot of things very, very well. Yeah. Um, casting Matthew Lillard is obviously the biggest one. Um, oh yeah. 100%. I mean, especially, uh, considering this was only, I think a year after he had done scream. Yeah. And two years, two years, I know it was after Scream, I think, I think like a year after Scream, and then two years after he'd done Hackers. Hackers. Which I talked about in Mirror. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because Ashley bullied me into watching it. (laughs) Um, His character's name is Serial Killer, but as like serial, you know. Like cereal. Like cereal. Like eating cereal. Uh, And he. uh, That's dumb, but I like it. uh, He hardly hacks anything the whole movie. He's just there for comedic relief. Yeah, I mean, he's there to be Matthew Lillard. That's all that is. You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, go check out um, the American version of The Bridge. He's in that. Uh, And also Twin Peaks The Return. He's in that. He's in that. Yeah. And (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Oh. And uh, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, well, duh. And every other Scooby-Doo thing. I have it right there on my shelf. Which one? uh, One Both. I have the the combo pack. Scooby. Sidebar. I watched a video where someone says you should watch them in reverse. That's watch, funny. watch the second one first because that one technically is the first movie. Because you know, I don't want to waste people's time. What? I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll talk to you about it off mic because I don't want to waste people's time. Wow, you're blowing my mind about that right now. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, what you're saying is I should get off my knees. I'm just blowing your mind right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> insane. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I just I love the movie. It's it's so it's so good. Yeah. Like one of my favorite scenes. Is when they fuck with the Wyoming people. Yeah. Like, when they're like, what the <laughs> hell happened to you boys? And Bob's like, oh, we're from England. Not putting on an accent. No. Partly because I'm sure he knew. They probably don't know what people they from England sound like. like. Yeah, well, yeah, we're from England. And then their friend, uh, Nick. The guy people think is gay. Yeah. And he's Jack. definitely not Jack. I think it's Jack. Cool. He has a cool car. He, he puts on the accent, but Bob and Steve-O are just like, yeah, what's up? We're, we're from England, yeah. Yeah, we're from England. Um, and I like that the Wyoming guys are like, that makes sense. <laughs> or or when the, the shop owner's wife comes out and he's like, it's okay, mother. They're from England. And she's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Oh, that explains <laughs> it. Uh, which, of course, furthers, uh, furthers Steve-O's point of uh, no one in America knows about punk. Right. And, of course, fucking rednecks, man. Yeah, rednecks, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. Um, Matthew Lillard, call me. We love you, dude. Yeah. Uh, I want to be friends with you so bad. A hundred percent. Yeah, really. Could you imagine, like, we have a group chat, the three of us, and Matthew Lillard. Dude, we would, I would, I would bother him every day, like, hey, how you doing, how, how you doing, Maddie? How you doing, buddy? Can I call so, you Maddie? And he'd be like, uh, first thing Haley said was, was how does he still look like that? Because I told her when this came out and she goes, what? I mean, he's, he's, he's not as skinny anymore. I'm not saying he's fat. He's just not as skinny, but yeah, he looks not like exactly real thin. Like he is in that one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got some more meat on his bones. Yeah. He, he's, but, he's, yeah, he's, he's, but he's he does look a lot like that. He still looks like, I, I fucking love Matthew. Lillard. I know. He's so Matthew good. Lillard is the fucking best. Yeah. Please, Matthew Keep acting. Yeah, be in everything. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and again, I respect punk music. It's not always my thing. Um, some isn't very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's bad stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but even the good stuff, I'm like, I get it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not for me. Um, but again, this movie treats punk, in my opinion, very well. I think yeah. it's very respectful to punk. Absolutely, in the culture, in the music. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they were trying to set out to say like, like these fucking punk kids. I think I think uh, Future Rain put the director's name up again. 
I think he was just really trying to say, like, hey, like, these guys, this is what they believe in. This is what I've seen. And Is he uh, from Salt Lake City? I don't fucking know. Probably. Probably. Um, I have an oops I forgot. <gasps> it made me laugh out loud. Sidebar. Before you say your oops, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Future Rain is now going to put the oops, I forgot as a chapter on the YouTube channel. Oh. So nice. he doesn't have to edit oops, I forgot right here anymore. Oh, nice. Uh, speaking of which, if y'all like the chapters, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Which you don't. Yeah. For uh, the YouTube, not for the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, your oops, I forgot. I laughed out loud when the car wouldn't sink in the in the Salt Lake. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> sink! Yeah. Why won't it sink? Couldn't sink. And they're like, hey, man. It's like, the Great Salt Lake. And here's my favorite part is they didn't tell him. I know. It's like they let him do it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's not going to sink. <laughs> well, I mean, they were stoned. That's true. So they probably forgot. Not Bob. Like, oh, that's true. Well, okay. Con- here's my oops I forgot. Bob at least was probably contact high, man. They, oh, Mark know, and Steve-O were, they were hot boxing. Oh, yeah, they were hot boxing. So Bob was probably high. He yeah. just probably didn't know. Um, but anyway, and I also really like uh, this. Oops, I forgot. Is how they treat Salt Lake City as a whole. So yeah. it's really you know it's. He even mentions you know Mormonism in a, in a way, you know in, in a few ways. One, he mentions not it by name, but saying that you know not even you know, not even half the population even is Mormon. You yeah. know, we don't, you know, we don't even support or are a part of that religion. So why is it? To, right. And then, of course, the beer thing is a part of the religious I aspect th- of Salt Lake City as well. And of Utah. I think I think I think it's the beer sequence that he's talking about. Yeah, because he's saying, that, you know, it's a religious thing. Oh, even yeah. though half the population isn't that religion. Right. Uh, yeah. He he takes a lot of jabs at Mormonism. And at Reagan. And it's all exciting in general. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Salt Lake City. I remember when the Olympics was there. And that that's the only it was? Yeah. Why the fuck was it in Salt Lake City? No clue. But it was in Salt Lake City. When we were in middle school, I believe. So, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Well. I'll trust like that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was it. Uh, uh, great movie. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. Go watch it again. Not going to hurt you. Four times. Yeah, not going to hurt you. To watch it again after this uh just don't watch the sequel because fuck the sequel oh yeah i'm not even there there's not even a rotten tomato score on rotten tomatoes for the machine sequel. gun kelly's in it that's all you need to know. yeah that's all you need to know don't watch it it's... except he's good in roadies roadies uh it was a showtime show cameron crow created it of course cameron crow created yeah it. it's really good uh and it's really good well and he was also really good in that i know you don't like p davidson but he's also really good in big time adolescence he had our, our best friend luke wilson is in uh, is in roadies he's the main character oh shit yeah. uh yeah he it was also really good big time adolescence he's got one scene that's so funny i i didn't want to laugh i was like don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh and then i started laughing i was like oh, damn it shit uh anyway so jeremy yes sir what are we talking about next week i almost tapped you because i um during our our discussion because i'm like i know i, I figured it. it out um okay i thought about doing and this may be a future one, but I've seen it before, so it won't be next next uh, next time, next season. Spoilers for next season. Um, it was going to be the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. But that sounds very familiar. But we're not going to do that one. Okay. Instead, we're going to do Yorgoslanthimos's The Lobster. <gasps> uh, Ooh, I've been wanting next, to watch uh, that next week or next time. Will I be here? I will be here next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> I will not the following week. Um, so next week we're going to do The Lobster, um, which is a movie I love very, very much. I, It's always interested me because, you know, they give away in the trailer kind of what the movie is about. Um, they do and then they don't because they do. They, yeah, they do, but they don't. But yeah, yeah uh, Colin Farrell, uh, John C. Riley, Fat Colin Farrell. Fat Colin Farrell. Well, I don't know, man. Penguin, Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's new wave of his career, I am in love with. Because he, he not only did he do this one, he also did Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. Um, Which got, it has Ashley's new favorite person in it, uh, Barry. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Future and just show a picture, people will probably know who he is. Yeah, that guy's face. Um, 
He's our age, apparently. I told Ashley that. And she's oh, like, "Oh, you need to watch American Animals." He's in there. Oh, we're going to because when Ashley learned that Evan Peters is also yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. she was like, "Oh, we're watching it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. So, um, yeah, but his his resurgence, his new yeah, man, he's no it. longer this like action movie heartthrob. God, he's doing serious, real stuff. Man. Yeah, man. Um, I, I've got uh, Terrence Malick's uh, The New World on my Criterion yeah. wish list. Yeah, yeah, he's in that. Um, that was years ago. I mean, I mean, it was bare. I think it like two thousand ish. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, Colin Farrell. I I I love him dearly. I think he's a, a terrific actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see him in the Batman yeah. whenever it comes out. You know, we'll never get that. Who knows? Yeah, I'm never gonna see it. It's supposed to come out next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm but. never going to see Spider-Man, it feels like, because uh, even though it's like a few weeks from now. Oh, it took me forever to find a good time for Ashley and I to go see it. Have you already bought your tickets? We got our tickets. Oh, nice. We're not seeing it till Sunday, though. Okay. At 4 p.m. Because oh, that was the best time I could find that the theater was still full. Oh, you wanted it to be full? I wanted it to be yeah, full. Yeah. I didn't want to get shitty seats. I yeah. wanted to find a good good one where I could... Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have to avoid spoilers for two days. <laughs> Technically three. Technically three because thir- uh, Thursday, Thursday the midnight release. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, the lobster. I've been uh, I've been rolling to check that out. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed uh, SLC Punk. Uh, we'll probably be back in the the normal space oh, okay. next week. Uh, That'll work. Because I'm not gonna lie, lugging this around was no fun. No fun. Yeah, it's no. Fun. And also making sure that this is my mic and that was your mic because that is your mic. <laughs> Yeah, it's Could you imagine if that's you're like, oh yeah, that's mine. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but we will see everyone next week for the lobster. Janice said when she was just five years old, there was nothing happening at all. 